Hello and welcome to Notes from the Way. My name is Richard. This is the podcast where normally we talk about things that are going on in the world of Christianity, and mostly we talk about what it means for us to live as Christians in the 21st century. But today is going to be a little bit different, a little bit special, because we're going to have a very special episode of Notes from the Way. Yeah, just like the sitcoms from when I was a kid, when they'd have a very special episode of Blossom. Or something like that. This one, we're going to give you some tips on books that you might want to buy for the readers on your Christmas list. I am a reader. In fact, I'm almost a compulsive reader. If there was a 12-step program for readers, I would be in it. Uh, Hello, my name is Richard, and I'm a reader. So I wanted to give you some ideas if you have readers on your gift list or maybe if you want to have a little gift for yourself if you're the reader in the family and I bought uh, I didn't buy I got six books here off of my shelf that I have found interesting helpful encouraging informative inspiring all those things I wanted to share them with you so we're going to just give you a couple of minutes on each one and then on the blog that is associated with this podcast which is notesfromtheway.blogspot.com I will give you the link to each of these books. And if you want to buy it, go there and buy to your heart's content. Okay, now the first book on the list is one that came out about five or six years ago. And it's a little bit of a different book. It's a small book, only about a little over 100 pages. It's about house church. A lot of people have heard of house church and what does that mean, or simple church as it's often called. And a man named Robert Fitz has written a book called The Church in the House, A Return to Simplicity. And like I said, I think it came out in 2000 or 2001. And it really explains very well what house church is about. Those of you who know me know that I'm not a big fan of church structures. And I'm certainly not a big fan of saying that this is the way the church ought to be. But uh, Dr. Fitz has a lot of great ideas, and I've really enjoyed his book. It really uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things about how all groups of Christians should react or how they should act with each other. Uh, Not just the people that meet in houses, but the Bible studies uh, or, uh, you know, large churches of, of whatever type. So I would just encourage you to pick up this book. It's uh, Like I said, it's called The Church in the House, A Return to Simplicity by a man named Robert Fitz. And uh, it really just goes over a lot of different subjects. You know, what does it mean to, to meet in a house? What, do, what does a house church service uh, look like or get together, whatever you want to call it? I, I think we get too, uh, you know, too hooked on... Uh, you know the verbiage and the nomenclature that every little group has to have uh, and, but it also has some very interesting thoughts on what it means to be a, a minister or what it means to be a pastor in the uh, in in the Lord's church and uh, some things that I think are very challenging and things that I think that a lot of pastors should think about but not just it's not just for pastors it's for anybody who just has an interest whether you're meeting in a house church or not, I think it'll be interesting for you to see this uh, what's going on in this growing segment of Christianity. So pick it up. Like I said, it's a quick read, but it's powerful, and there's a lot of great information in there. The Church in the House by Robert Fitz. Okay, now here's another book that I totally recommend, even though it's it's 
none of these books, let me just tell you, none of the books I recommend are without flaws because the only perfect book that's ever been written is the Bible. So these none of these books are perfect. But they're interesting. They'll make you think. They might inspire you in some ways or convict you like this book will. Uh, it's a book called Under the Overpass by a gentleman named Mike Yankowski, or Yankowski, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, is Yankowski. And uh, like I said, there'll be a link up on the blog about uh, all these books, so if you don't catch everybody's name, you can just go there for the information. Uh, but Mike and his friend are both uh, what you consider, I guess, white, upper-middle-class, young, college student types. And uh, Mike at one point uh, decided that um, he would take a, some time off school and uh, live as a homeless person, uh, traveling the country for about five or six months as a homeless uh, individual, uh, living on the streets, begging for money or trying to do odd jobs or sing or whatever. And it's a fascinating look at what it means to be homeless in this country. Now, I, my impression is that maybe people treated him differently, him and his friend, because he and his friend, because, uh, you know, they would sing uh, worship music with their guitars to get money and things like that. And I wonder if maybe some of it was a little bit artificial. Um, but you really get a, an idea of some of what it means to be homeless in this country. For many of us, we've never had any experience like that, and hopefully we, we won't. But there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people in this country who live that reality every day. And I think this book, the main, uh, the main thing that makes this book valuable is that it gives you an insight into what that kind of life is like. And what it means to be a person who lives on the streets every day. So pick it up. It's really interesting. And it's really, like I said, it'll be challenging. It'll challenge you to think about how, how we can better help people like this book called Under the Overpass by Mike Yankoski. Okay, another book on my list of recommendations for your Christmas shopping season, or any time if you decide to buy these books later on, is a book by Donald Miller. Now, a lot of people read Donald's uh, first book, which was called Blue Like Jazz, uh, this is, I believe, I don't know if it's his second or third book that he put out. It came out oh, a couple, three years ago. A couple years ago, I guess. And uh, it's called To Own a Dragon. And it was interesting for me to read because really what it is, is the uh, subtitle of the book is Reflections on Growing Up Without a Father. And I did grow up without a father, so the book really resonated with me. And again, it's not a perfect book, but if you if you yourself grew up without a father, I think that you will identify with a lot of things in the book. If you live with somebody or know somebody that grew up without a father, I think that you also should read it just because it will give you some insight into what's in that person's head because it really is different growing up in a family where you don't have a father figure. So anyway, Donald Miller, and really it's about his time living with a family as an adult. He moved in with a family, uh, you know, husband, wife, couple, three kids, and he experienced that kind of life for the first time as a fully grown adult and so it's it's a very interesting look at his uh, uh, insight and his thoughts and his growth in just understanding what it means to be to live with a father and what it means for God to be our father and we talked about that a little bit on the podcast 
that uh, it's hard if you don't have that father figure growing up to know just what Jesus meant when he said, uh, our father who art in heaven. You know, when he says, my father is at work, what, is it, what does that mean? And when, he, when we're encouraged to call God father and to know him as our father, what does that really mean if you've never seen that in your own life? So anyway, I really recommend this book. It's not a great book. Uh, and it's, there's some, a couple of weak points in it, but overall it's got so many good insights. And I'm a big Donald Miller fan, I'll have to be honest with you. But pick it up. Uh, the name of the book is To Own a Dragon by Donald Miller. And uh, it's well worth a read. Okay, my next suggestion here is a book by a man named Gene Edwards uh, called A Tale of Three Kings. Uh, it's subtitled A, Bro a Study in Brokenness. Now, I want to be honest with you, I'm not a huge Gene Edwards fan in a lot of ways, in a lot of his writings, but this is really excellent, and this one I can recommend without any reservation. This is a good book. This is one that will make you think quite a bit. It's really, um, it's an, I guess you would call it an allegorical tale, um, about, and it's based on the lives of David and Saul and Absalom in the Bible. Really what it's talking about is what it means when we are hurt and we are injured, by people who are within the faith. Uh, you know, what does it mean? And what does it mean to be a leader in the Christian church? Um, it, but like I said, it's told in, in a, such a way that uh, the points kind of almost sneak up on you, and you have to kind of think about what, what's being said. Uh, but it's a fascinating look at, uh, like I said, what it means to be hurt, which everybody is who you know, is in a group of believers. At some point, is going to be hurt or, and disillusioned and uh, all those things. But this is a story really that offers a way of healing and a way of comforting yourself and others uh, during those different during those difficult times. So I really, really recommend this book. Like I said, Gene Edwards, you know, his work as a whole is a mixed bag, and I think you need some discernment when you're looking at his stuff. But this particular book, called A Tale of Three Kings, is excellent, and I, I really do recommend it. Uh, and I recommend it highly, and I really recommend it if you're in leadership. I also recommend it if you're thinking of leaving a church for some reason, because it talks a little bit about what it means uh, to leave and for a body to a body of Christ to move in two separate directions. Uh, anyway, pick it up. It's a good read. It's a thoughtful read, uh, but it's it's exciting and it has you know a lot of a lot of elements to it. It's a good story, uh, but there's a lot of things going on underneath that will give you pause and give you reason to think. It's called A Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. Okay, now the last couple of books I want to tell you about are books that I can say for, for sure have made a big difference, a big impact in my life. Uh, the first one is called The Insider. It's by a man named Jim Peterson and Mike Shammy, or Shammy, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. The subtitle is Bringing the Kingdom of God into Your Everyday World. And if you're like me at all, you sometimes wonder what it means to live as a Christian in the world, not as a uh, pastor or a church uh, leader or a uh, clergyman of any sort, but just live as a normal human being in the everyday work world and going shopping and doing your lawn and all the things that you do as a neighbor and as a family member. 
You know, how do you live out the life of Christ in those situations? And that's really what this book is about. And the the thing that I love about it, it's very encouraging to the fact that you don't need to be a minister. You don't need to be a person of the clergy or whatever you want to call it in order to have an impact in your your life, the life of your family, the life of your friends, the life of your neighbors, uh, a real impact for Christ in those situations. And uh, it's a great, great book that really uh, details the, just the theological foundations of uh, being what uh, Peterson calls an insider, which is a person who lives in these, in these uh, clusters of people, whether they're family or friends or neighbors, uh, neighborhoods, but we live there and we're believers, and it's as though God has put us there. In fact, it is the fact that God has put us there for a reason. In fact, the uh, back cover, um, you know, there's always a blurb on the black cover, back cover about the book, and the title of it, uh, of, the, of the back cover says, You are right where God wants you. And that's really the premise of the book, is that God has placed each of us in the place where he wants us so that we can show his life and his love to the people around us. So I totally recommend this. It's put out by Nav Press. came out about eh, two, three years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that now, called The Insider by Jim Peterson. And I highly, highly recommend it without any reservation at all. Okay, one more book I want to uh, suggest for you, and I really encourage you to buy this one. Because this one has really been a great book for me in the last few months. It's uh, given me a lot to think about a lot to uh, ponder, and really has encouraged and strengthened my thinking in several areas. It's a book called The Kingdom Triangle by uh, J.P. Moreland, who's a professor out here at Biola, professor of apologetics, I believe, and philosophy. And the, the premise of the book is uh, that we are really losing our impact evangelistically and in the culture and in every way, really that we're not being the people that God has called us to be for many reasons. Uh, one of which is that we've stopped thinking like Christians. And uh, Moreland in this book encouraged us to start thinking more in a Christian way and to living more in a Christian uh, manner. And I can't really do the book justice. I feel like, I feel a little uh, overwhelmed trying to tell you how what a great book it is because I, can't, I don't feel like I can get you the essence of it. Uh, but let me try here. His idea for recovering our influence in society, but really more than that, but just in, in spreading God's gospel and the kingdom life into uh, all of society, uh, because he sees uh, Christianity as I do, which is as a revolution, as a movement uh, that changes people and uh, changes uh, societies as it changes people. And um, he says the way that we recover that is to, one, recover a Christian uh, mindset or a Christian worldview. And he goes into how we've lost that, that Christian view of, of life and of everything and replaced it with a, a view either that is based on science or based on uh, postmodern thinking. And also we need to recover the idea of uh, working on our, our inner selves, our souls, if you will, to recover our, the life of, of Christ in us, and thirdly, that we need to restore the place of the Holy Spirit in our lives because we uh, have missed it in a lot of ways, and especially in the Western world. And he goes into the differences about how they're seeing the, the Holy Spirit work miraculously in all all kinds of places in other parts of the world, but not so much here in this country. Um, and so he goes and ties those things together to show us how we can uh, 
work and live and really see the the Lord use us in great ways in the in the coming years and the coming the coming days ahead. I totally recommend this book. It's a great book. It's theologically sound. It's got a lot of uh, great insight into the modern philosophies, the philosophy, contemporary philosophies, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And I really recommend it highly. It's called The Kingdom Triangle. It's called, no, it's not. It's called Kingdom Triangle. There's no the there. Kingdom Triangle. Author is J.P. Moreland, and I completely recommend it. Well, that's all we have for today. I hope that you get something out of this. I hope that you decide to buy one or more of these books. Like I said, there's a link uh, to all these books on the blog, which is notesfromtheway.blogspot.com. I really recommend that you pick some of these up. They're uh, great books. They'll help you think. They'll be encouraging to you. They'll be motivating. And you'll get a lot out of it. So anyway, until next time, have a great week. Talk to you later. God bless.